Blog Talk Radio. Let's 
stay to where the Big Apple is and travel up along. Is Mike Scott here tonight? No, Chuck. Mike hasn't joined us yet. Hopefully, before the show's over, okay. he will. We'll keep, we'll keep going. We can come back. And now back to Florida. By golly, our host is scattered all over this great country of ours. Colleen, how are things in your area down just north of Tampa? Okay, it's 71 degrees, partly cloudy in <coughs> Wesley Chapel, and it's going to be improving uh, all week. By this weekend, it'll be up in the 90s. Jeff? Well, that sounds good. Let's try on down to Miami area and our eastern version of 301 guy. Mark Porter, are you here tonight? Hello, Mark. No, Mark hasn't joined us either. So uh, I'll just fill in uh, for Jacksonville, north about 300-plus miles from Miami, and we've had beautiful weather, just absolutely gorgeous. I think it was 78 degrees today, sunny skies, and I'm tempted to go ahead and risk <laughs> buying some tomato plants and sticking them in the ground. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like that idea. From all our hosts, Welcome, and thank you for listening and calling the show over the past nine years. You've truly made us the radio voice of Eastern Airlines. We love to hear your comments and share your memories with the radio listeners from around the world during the broadcast. If you haven't called the show before, all you need to do is call 213-816-1611 and just say hello and talk to us on the air. We're live every Monday evening. As our producer said earlier, we can identify with many countries around the world who listen in with our blog talk radio applications. Just think, we've had people from Denmark, Sweden, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, Brazil, Turkey, China, Japan, and a special welcome to the Czech Republic that just picked us up last week. That's what we try to do every week on the Eastern Radio Show. Don't you join us by adding your voice to these broadcasts. Our thanks also to those who choose to listen by computer using the radio icon on their homepage at www.easternradioshow.com or perhaps by signing in at the site of our provider, Blog Talk Radio at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. Remember to abbreviate the word Captain to C-A-P-T. Should you wish to talk during our live broadcast, feel free to use our call-in number, 213-816-1611 at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Let me repeat the number so you can write it down for your Monday night visits, 213-816-1611. By the way, tell your friends about us. Our membership is growing. We're now up to 1,037 Eastern family and friends. And don't forget to listen to our 449th Monday night broadcast and a 100 plus Thursday broadcast by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. That's C-A-P-T-E-D-D-I-E and scrolling down through the archives of the broadcast. Each episode is briefly described And we're nearing 600 episodes. Wow, that's really getting up there. And all because of the listeners like you who want to talk about Eastern Airlines. Our lines are always open for calls. And if you choose not to participate, 
and talk live with our host, we ask you that you please mute your phone, as our producer does not have the capability of filtering out background noise. Now I see we're number one for takeoff, so Captain, let's get flight 449 in the air. Tower Blur is 650, we'll tip up. 50, 27 left, put a land, 230, 230. 7 left, Blur, 650. You're in one of Easton's whisper chests. The noisiest section is the pilot's compartment. We keep the door closed. that both the Tigers fare better at home and on Saturday evening. 
the Tigers' regular season home football games all take place on Saturdays and prefer as if possible. That's depending on whether or not the game is broadcast nationally, of course, to be played at night. A poem written for the stadium featured during the pregame activities officially refers to Saturday night in Death Valley, Death Valley being a nickname for the stadium. The song is usually followed directly by another popular country music tune with a similar reference, Calling Baton Rouge by singer Garth Brooks. And I could also be in the blue glass gentry. Don? I'll take Don's place tonight. He has a bad cough. Uh, this is Dorothy. And as the airline with most of its history in the land of great music, tonight we have selected music from many different areas of the South. The history of bluegrass music begins with the people who migrated to America in the 1600s from Ireland, Scotland, and England and brought with them basic styles of music that are generally considered to be the roots of modern bluegrass music. Bluegrass music is a genre of American roots music that developed in the 1940s in the United States Appalachian region. The genre derives its name from the band Mill Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys. Monroe characterized the genre as Scottish bagpipes and old-time fiddling. It's Methodist and Holiness and Baptist. Here is just a sample of his music now called Bluegrass. Tell the truth. Wasn't everybody's foot stomp into that? <laughs> <It's hard laughs> Fingers. <laughs> Besides instrumentation, the distinguishing characteristics of bluegrass include vocal harmonies featuring two, three, or four parts, often featuring a lack of harmony or a form of sound in the highest voice, an emphasis on traditional songs, often with sentimental or religious themes. Eastern Airlines took pride at being a southern-oriented airline, beginning with its early routes 
carrying the mail from the northeast down over and into Appalachian cities along the way. Stops in Richmond, Raleigh-Durham, Greensboro, Spartanburg, and Atlanta were just a few of the bluegrass airports that the company delivered mail and passengers. First in the pit car and mail wing, then the Curtis aircraft, and then into the great silver fleet of DC-3, DC-4, DC-7, Lockheed Constellations, Martins, and Condair aircraft. At any stop along the way, music like this might be heard. Yeah. <laughs> Blue. 
Bluegrass is a subgenre of country music with characteristics that differentiate it from the mainstream country. The instrumentation is purely string band based, guitar, banjo, mandolin, fiddle, and upright bass. There is more emphasis on the acoustic sound. The music is more free and structures are more complex. It's fair to say bluegrass, as we know it, began when guitarist Lester Flatt, a five-string banjo inventor, joined the band, the man in who created bluegrass, Bill Monroe, who was born in 1911, died in 1996, and the bluegrass boys in 1945. Mr. Host, let's see how many different instruments you can identify in this popular TV show theme. <laughs> A story about a man named Jed Poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed And then one day he was shooting at some food And up through the ground come a bubbling crew All that is black gold Texas tea Thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. Ken folks said, Jed, move away from there. He said, California is the place you ought to be. So he loaded up the truck and they moved to Beverly Hills, that is, swimming pools, movie stars. Say goodbye to Jed and all his kin. They would like to thank you folks for kindly dropping in. You're all invited back again to this locality to have a heaping helping of their hospitality. Beverly Hillbillies, that's what they call them now. Nice folks. Y'all come back, yeah? Cement Pond. I'm sure you watched <laughs> yep. this popular TV show about the hillbillies, where your kids did. They are popular in every household owning a TV back in the day. Okay, now do we know the name of these two famous bluegrass artists? Now let's see if you can identify the movie with this theme song. Producer? The story of Bonnie and Clyde, if you listen, I'll tell it to you. Clyde Barrow would work, so he chopped off his 
told In a huntsful prison where he got his parole Then he traveled to Dallas where he found him a friend It was Miss Bonnie Parker and that's where it all began They found them a driver for their getaway port They were soon well known through a dozen states or more Then Clyde's brother Buck and his pretty wife Blanche Joined them and that made up the famous Barrow Gang Bonnie Parker was a poet and Blanche Barrow was a cook Clyde was a fast draw and Buck a smarter cook their driver was a wonderful mechanic, so they say, and soon they were all famous in their own peculiar way. The stories were so many that you couldn't read them all. The legend grew and grew about the bearers and the law. The barrow gang swept through the land and many were their friends, but pretty soon they realized the law was closing in. Out near Dexter, Iowa, they had a change of flow. In a gunfight with police, Clyde lost his brother, Buck. But Clyde and Bonnie got away the second time that year. Bonnie wrote her poems and she knew the end was near. At 9.15 on May the 23rd and 34th, near Sweetsport, Louisiana, death was knocking at the door. Clyde Farrell and Miss Bonnie Parker came to meet a friend And realized too late they had come to meet their end The story of Bonnie and Clyde They died as they lived by the gun The story of Bonnie and Clyde Their names are remembered as Hey guys, can you hear me? Can you anybody hear me out there? This is Neil. Can I, I hear you? I hear you. Yeah, I just lost clear. everything here. I lost pretty much everything, and I'm working Dixie cup and strings and a couple of batteries <laughs> uh, wow. as the producer. So uh, as long as you hear me, I can still play the music. So Carrie, oh, take it over. Take over, Carrie. Okay. Many consider Bill Monroe to be the father of bluegrass music. When Earl Scruggs and Lester Flatt formed their own group, the Foggy Mountain Boys, they decided to include the sound of the resophonic guitar, or dubro, in their band. The dubro is often included in bluegrass band formats today as a result. Burkett H., or Uncle Josh Graves, from Teleco Plains, Tennessee, heard Scruggs' three-finger style of banjo picking in 1949 and adapted it to the then almost obscure slide bar instrument. As a member of the Foggy Mountain Boys from 1955 to 1969, Graves introduced his widely emulated driving bluesy style on the Dubro. The Dubro was invented in the United States by the the Fiero brothers, immigrant musicians, inventors, originally from the Slovak Republic. The band named Dubro comes from a combination of the first few letters of the words Dupiera Brothers. Carrie, from mm-hmm. the 1948 to the 1969, 
the Flat and Scruggs Band was a major force in introducing bluegrass music to America through the national TV, radio, and appearances at schoolhouses, coliseums, and major universities around the country. Scruggs wrote and recorded one of bluegrass music's most famous instruments, Foggy Mountain Breakdown, which was used in the soundtrack for the film Barney and Clyde. In 1969, he established an innovative solo career with his sons as the Earl Scruggs Review. Scruggs recorded and performed in groups that usually included his sons Randy, who was on the guitar, and Gary, who was on the bass, until his death in 2012. After parting with Scruggs in 1969, Lester Flatt continued successfully with his own group, and that was called the Nashville Grass, performing until shortly before his death in 1979. By the 1950s, Monroe began referring to his style of music as bluegrass music, based on his Kentucky roots, and others followed along. Bluegrass bands began forming all over the country, and Bill Monroe became the acknowledged father of bluegrass music. Now, I know you have heard this in a movie, and at the end of it, uh, please let me know what the name of title of that movie. Here we go.
One movie. Deliverance. Deliverance. You got to be on crack to dance to that one. Paddle Yeah, and then that was Burt Reynolds. Hey, guys. Paddle faster. I hear banjos. Dueling banjos. Dueling banjos. That's right. That's right. Got to be on crack to dance to that one. <laughs> As we continue on westward to eastern, third, the area most associated with the band of music Lexington, Louisville, Kentucky, on Knoxville, Nashville, and Memphis, Tennessee. Cities known for authentic bluegrass were, of course, popular destinations for eastern air transport. And in later years, Eastern Airlines, Memphis, Nashville, Louisville, New Orleans, one could hardly merely walk the sidewalks to catch the drift of the great music played by artists like Lester Flatts and Earl Scruggs, Bill Monroe, Ricky Scruggs, Osmond, Osmond Brother, and just to name a few. Let's imagine walking down Bourbon Street and catching the music from a street band. I've done that a few times. Sent in to me from George Jen, and and he caught uh, caught that. I don't know where he he found it, but um, I looked it up, and and it's a good video. And uh, of course, flying into New Orleans with layovers and laying over there on Bourbon Street, uh, you could just walk down the streets, and um, you know what I'm talking about, Jim and Mike. And, um, There's a lot of knee slapping going on yeah. here. There you go. Well, I want to insert this last one in here, and I hope you enjoy it, talking about New Orleans, because I had some good food in New Orleans, and let's listen to this one. Jump a line across each spot, feel it gumbo. 
You know, there's one thing I missed, one thing I missed, and that was being based in New Orleans, because uh, New Orleans closed down, I believe it was in 1964, and uh, some great guys came out of New Orleans to Atlanta, but uh, from all that I heard, especially from my late partner, John Cornye, he certainly did enjoy being based there for the year that he was there. (laughs) And um, so I think I missed out. How about you, Jim and Mike? Well, uh, yeah, I missed it too. But I've had many a layover down there. I love yeah. those that food, Cajun food. Not me. I stayed there for two weeks, three times with the military. Wow. Okay. I guess you guys ought to had some of that cayenne pepper on them crawdads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I missed okay. missed that missed that whole routine. I, I bought a bottle of hot sauce, which I still have. I never opened it. That it was called the Flaming Ass. Flaming Ass. You taste that for at least two weeks. Stronger than Tabasco. <laughs> oh, much stronger. <laughs> New Herbernia. <Yeah. laughs> Colleen, how about uh, how about taking over, Colleen, before we get okay. uh, lose before I lose control. Well, we hope that you enjoyed a little taste of bluegrass that we presented during tonight's episode of Eastern Music and History. Before we enter the discussion part of tonight's program, here is an article that we found in the retired Eastern Pilots 1986 magazine, Repartee. And since we have two of Repartee's editors with us tonight, let's see if we can get them to read the article. Tim, how about you starting off? Okay, this is from the spring issue of Repartee by Reaper Historian R. Tutskot. I could never pronounce his name right, I know. Eastern Air Transport had started passenger service on August 18, 1930. By 1932, there was a popular support for this service in the job of developing equipment and facilities to keep pace with the increased traffic. That became most important. A parallel to this problem of providing adequate facilities and specialized equipment to meet the passenger demand is still with us. In fact, it hasn't left since 1932. At the beginning of 1932, though, most of the entire length of the approved air passenger route have been highlighted, lighted rather, not highlighted, for night flying by the Department of Commerce. There was an airport or landing field every 30 miles. Now the route between what's all that noise? The route between <laughs> New York and Atlanta was equipped with radio range beacons, airway beacons, and EAT Eastern Air Transport teletype systems and Department of Commerce Weather teletype service. All Eastern Air Transport routes had by this time a weather purporting system and private radio networks of 11 ground stations and more than 40 aircraft stations. In 1932, Eastern Air 
transport's major expansion was internal rather than route expansion. More attention was given to development and engineering. Traffic improved, improved passenger facilities. During this period, Eastern had an expert in instrument flying that was Howard Stark. He trained the pilots and had them attain an instrument rating. A short while later, the Department of Commerce required all airline pilots to have this rating. Okay, Neil, how about finishing this article up for me? Certainly, Jim. I'll be happy to. Uh, I wrote, when I was the editor, uh, a lot of articles by Art Birchcott, and, of course, we have the entire history from the very beginning up until the end of Eastern on our website. And um, to finish the article, uh, a notable service of Eastern Air Transport in 1932 was the beginning of one-day service between New York and Miami. Passengers left Newark at 8 a.m., stopping at Philly, Baltimore, Washington, and Richmond, where lunch was served. Passengers then continued to Raleigh, Florence, Charleston, Savannah, and Jacksonville, where they had dinner. And after dinner, the passengers changed planes and continued to Daytona Beach and then down to Miami, arriving at 9.50 p.m. The fare was $72.63 one way and $129.57 for the round trip. And in 1932, Eastern had 454 employees and carried 27,791 passengers, and the average monthly payroll was $81,379, or roughly $180 per month per employee. The equipment consisted of six Curtis Condors, one Stinson, one Ford Trimotor, and 20 Pitcairn male wings and 11 Kingbirds. That's the article. Now, if there's any discussion from our host and listeners, if so, please wait until I have played this last little ditty for Jim Holder. You see, I understand he learned I le- he learned to spell from songs like this one that I'm about to play, and it does have a little bit of bluegrass sound to it. So, Jim, this is for you.
But Jim, is that how you learned how to spell Mississippi? <laughs> you got it, Bubba. <laughs> Kazoo City in there. I was hatched about 40 miles from Kazoo City. <laughs> that was great, Neil. That was great. Yeah. You didn't expect that, did you? Huh? I said you didn't expect that one, did you? No, absolutely not. I, I've heard that song one or two times in my life, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well... It's been fun doing this uh, little fiddling and and um, bluegrass, and we've done a, a lot of different genres, as they say. I like to say instead of genre, category. What's wrong with the word category? It makes more sense. Doesn't they never use it now. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you something, Neil. You yeah. got any strange seven hundred seven seven O call numbers on your your machine there? Yeah, I do. I have a seven seven zero three eight zero, and I'm not going to give the last four. But uh, is that your friend? That might be my dentist. <laughs> <laughs> he was he listening this afternoon. in? He worked on me this afternoon, and I told him that we were going to have the radio show, and he showed a little bit of interest in it, or maybe just being nice. I don't know. So, uh, 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 Donald, are you there? <laughs> Dr. Correll? No, well, I must be. He says your teeth are in the mail. Yeah. It might be Al Jenkins. Al, is that you? Okay. Well, I was okay. to make emergency run to the dentist this afternoon, and I was telling him about it. Yeah. He was working to try and put me back in shape good enough to be on this show tonight, and I told him about it, and I was sort of uh, asking him if he wanted to be on it, and I gave him the number, and uh, I guess maybe he didn't make it. But uh, he's been yeah. my dentist for 30, 40 years, I think. Yeah. He's almost as old as I am. That's when you have somebody reliable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, enjoy the show tonight. Any uh, any comments about that? Uh, I think, Chuck, I cut you off for a while. I heard some background static, and so I was using my filter. Uh, I'm still here. Cutting off. Okay, you're still here. All right, very good, very good. And I think Mark Porter, I see area code 305, Mark Porter. He's our news reporter of the New Eastern Airlines, version 3.0, and you're with us tonight. Mark, how about telling us uh, the latest happening with the new airline? We got a lot tonight. Um, okay. okay. We have we have Eastern Cargo. Oh, that's right, Eastern Cargo. Wow. And Eastern uh-huh. Airlines has entered into agreement with Prime Air, one of the largest uh, cargo uh, providers out Amazon. there. Amazon. And, yeah. Prime, and Prime is located mainly in... Um, in many many countries, but its main base is Ecuador, and Eastern Airlines is going to be flying in. Um, uh, let's see, from Ecuador, fruit, flowers, fish, um, from uh, Guayaquil into John F. Kennedy, and they also have a large base in Quito. Um, so my guess is that Eastern's next destination will be Quito um, for the. Cargo and the commercial. Uh, let's see what else do I have here. Um, 
Eastern is going to be ramping up this cargo effective next month, um, mainly starting with the fish. And I think that's uh, N605 that's coming in that used to be an Air Force uh, 767. Um, hey, Mark. Eastern Airlines. Yep. Hmm? Yeah, I bet you could smell that airplane 100 miles out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sure hope I sure hope they don't try and use a passenger one. Yeah. Uh, Eastern Airlines receipt. Yeah. What? Go ahead. No, no. I, I said I'm okay. sure they'll try to keep one strictly for uh, cargo and not have that happen. Well, they have uh, they have a seven four seven that's cargo. They have a seven six seven that's cargo. They have two DC-10-30s uh, that are cargo, um, and that's that's so far what they have for the cargo fleet. Uh, Kenneth Woolley uh, just purchased yeah. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Woolley just purchased two more jets. Ah. Uh, Eastern received permission from the Department of Transportation to fly to any country that has open skies agreements with the United States of America. That wow. is approximately 120 countries. Um, with, that's with good reason why Eastern is hiring 100 pilots from now till October. Wow. The fleet expands rapidly. Uh, between the cargo and the commercial, Eastern will need all those pilots. Did I hear La Paz, anyone? Also, Eastern has received permission to fly uh, to any country that enters the United States on, an, on the open skies agreement from here on. So should uh, Bonaire enter tomorrow or um, Zimbabwe or whatever country, Eastern immediately has permission to fly to those countries as well. Um, Eastern's fleet expansion, Kenneth Woolley added a 767-200 to the fleet, and he added a 767-300 to the fleet, uh, which would be the youngest um, 767 that Eastern has in its fleet currently. So I know they're looking for younger 767s out there, especially the 300s, and the 200s will be probably all moved over to the cargo division. I do know also that they're, uh, and you pilots will know this better than I do, but they're making the 767, um, installing something for high mountainous um mountainous range, and short field takeoffs on the 7.6s. So they're spending money there, and my guess that would be going into um, areas like Cali, uh, into literally, yeah, La Paz, uh, which has a a longer field, but it's very high up. Cusco, which is uh, a 13,000-foot runway, but it's 13,000 feet up. Um, then there there are some other airports around there that are kind of thin in the air, and if they have build these seven uh, sixes, especially the two hundreds, for shorter field takeoffs, uh, we might see an expansion. Um, I'm interested to know where these hundred pilots go, and how fast are they going into the seven four sevens? Are they going jet um, mid Midwest has 12747. And you all know that Eastern gets all of its aircraft 
from basically Alta and Jet Midwest. Hmm. Mark, uh, where did they do the training? Uh, have you heard? Hello? Yeah, have you heard where they're doing their training? For the pilots? Yeah. No. No, haven't heard that. Probably down in Miami. They they had a facility in Miami, but I don't know if um, they're still doing that. Yeah, or New York, yeah. I'm very pleased to see that they're hiring flight attendants from overseas because they have more experience in the flight attendants that they have here in the United States. Uh, I think the experienced ones will come around once they see that Eastern has the deep pockets and will be around for quite a while. Well, it sounds like they're investing quite a bit in it, so he must feel like they're really starting to move a bit to do that. Right. The interline agreements are coming up next, um, and that should allow Eastern to add on at least 12 more destinations that are one stop this year. And I think that's probably the most exciting part of it, because if you flew into uh, Guayaquil from either Miami or Houston or China Kennedy, and then you could go over to the Galapagos Islands, uh, that's wonderful. I mean, it's not a stop mm-hmm. here in the United States, it's not John F. Kennedy, Houston continuation on to Guayaquil continuation on uh, to the uh, to Quito or to the Galapagos or anything. It's literally nonstop to uh, say very clear customs. Mm-hmm. Which is what I like And you know there's other islands Off uh, Brazil called Fernando de Navarro And you could fly into Recife and one stop it there And um, you, know, you know Mark uh, and, and Dorothy, Don and Jim And all When version 2.0 Was formed With Ed Weagle And uh, the news got out, the excitement got out among the Eastern family. And uh, even on the radio show, you probably remember, we had folks calling and wanting to know how they could buy stock in the airline. They mm-hmm. were so excited about the fact that Eastern Airlines mm-hmm. was starting up again. <clears throat> but we don't have that same feeling or or. Um, chatter about uh, you know the new Eastern 3.0 version perhaps maybe it was caused by EARA newspaper the kit newspaper or, uh, but uh, we we certainly don't hear the excitement from the Eastern family and that's why I think it would be great if we could get one of their executives to come on uh, maybe their director of flight operations or someone like that and start talking about it and get the excitement of the Eastern family once again about. Uh, I, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think it was um, at first uh, the CEO, he didn't really want to even embrace the Eastern name. And I, I, he's, he's warmed up to that. So there was a lot of, remember there was a lot of trying what right. paint color they were going to paint the uh, plane. Yeah. And they went through all yeah. these different ideas. And then there was a lot of even, people like myself that were sort of screaming like you can't disgrace like that and um, they've already started, they begin to settle on, on a paint job and then they're going to 
do the liveries of the countries, and that may fail, but at least they have four aircraft or so that are out with a sort of classical Eastern look. So they've established that. And uh, now that he's embraced the name and recognizes that the brand is everything, I think he sees that, especially in South America, it has heavy weight. And I know that American Airlines and Delta and United, they are not happy with Eastern's presence. Oh, I'm sure Because Eastern, Eastern is private. And if they wanted to charge $10 round trip and lose their shirt for a week on that aircraft, they could. They don't have and to answer are. to stockholders or yeah. anyone. And they're all, you know, Mark, free bag. Mark, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the brand is not worth, I don't think, in my opinion, as much as it was when Ed Weagle and version uh, 2.0 was around. Uh, Anybody uh, under 40 years old, they've never heard Eastern Airlines. Uh, The only way they hear it is perhaps through a radio show. But uh, folks just don't know it. So what's in the brand name? Why not just call it whatever? And uh, Well, actually, in in South America, it's very strong still. I mean, almost as a hand-me-down in the family. You know, they will say, well, I remember in my days, and then the kids say, oh, my dad would say, uh, this great company, Eastern. Yeah. So now that yeah. it's coming back in South America, it's still very heavily received. That's one reason Brazil won't let it in. Well, yeah. I think that the because more that they, they know that they will cut their fares. Yeah. And I They'll think cut the, the more fares that to they $700 have round travel trip. going in there. Um, oh, God. I, did I hear somebody say, oh, God? <laughs> I did. Not I much, did too. Nah. Is he well, Who was was it? George God? Burns. They have yeah. uh, some. Yeah, go Are ahead. We all there. Yeah, yeah I'm here. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think Dorothy and Don are breaking up there. I don't know what the problem is, but. Well, I just no, I... can't get excited about the name brand in New East. I'll be honest with you. It just yeah, doesn't. I it's just not ringing a lot of bells with me. Well, I was no, going to say, you hear me, Neil. Can everyone hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. I was going to say that I've been getting more advertising in email than I've ever gotten from any uh, Eastern Airlines, uh, even our own when Ed Weagle was there. I get something once or twice a week, and it's always mm, a different They're doing a good job channel. at that. Yes, they're doing a very good well, job at that, and that alone they I They ought to put the, the entire Eastern family on that uh, email list. Mm. Well, uh, the yeah, a lot of my they, friends have been saying what a great job they're doing with the emails. Yes, and, and the thing is, too, they, they may not want to put anybody on there that hasn't requested it. They don't want it to be spam, so I think they're being careful with mm-hmm. that, too. But if you go to their mm-hmm. website at all and sign in, you will be right. on that ma- mail list, and that's what I did way you back. To sign up. Yes, and I've been getting email, and, I mean, it's different email. It's how to pack for uh, your luggage and uh, uh, the baggage this week is going to be, and it's a time-limited offer type, just like a lot of people are doing. So um, 
and and it's it's different things like that. So I mean, if I'm getting it mm-hmm. twice a week, so is anybody that's on that list. Yeah, everyone's and getting that. That's right. Yeah, so which is good. That yeah. alone is better than it's ever been. Very oh yeah, good. it was slow at the beginning, and now it's really ratcheted up, which is great. And their Instagram site is very good too. Hello? Okay, well, I'll sign up for it. I guess that's the way to do it. Well, I think that's a good thing. And and also, Neil, you can put suggestions in there, and someone will answer them, and perhaps that's one way of getting them to come on the show is that you uh, go there and sign them up and say, you know, I have a broadcast. Be happy to broadcast and give you some free advertising. Do it tomorrow. Yeah, do it tomorrow. You know, they can save a lot of money. They can save a lot of money on the paint jobs, Mark, instead of trying to fool with a hockey stick. I think you just put a hockey puck on the tail. Yeah, I think, personally, I think they should just put the the Falcon up there like they did on the 747. There's basically a little blue blue circle, something like that, with the the Falcon. And that'd be, you could even put those on the stickers temporarily. I just think he probably didn't want to be a replica and have people saying, as they've been saying, Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, oh, here we go again type thing. And I think he's trying to avoid that by uh, being who he wants to be and not uh, going down the road. Right. Okay, guys, thanks so much. Thanks, Mark. We're about running out of time here. So, uh, and uh, we appreciate uh, the report. And keep up the good work and keeping up with Eastern Airlines 3.0. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, Dorothy, what's coming up? Uh, we have oh, i got to ask Jim Holder what's happening to REPA. Oh, oh well, the magazine uh, repartee newsletter is taking shape. Uh, we're going to be, I think now, maybe close to 16 pages in it, and I hope to have it uh in the mail by the first part of April. Oh, and it's okay. going to be mostly, mostly for obvious reasons, uh, directed toward having people come to our uh, reunion in Kennesaw starting on the 26th of August. And uh, I expect everybody that's listening here, as far as our staff is, our cast or whatever we're called, uh, is on my. <laughs> mailing list so you guys should be getting it and uh and hopefully it's not going to be in color and 80 or 96 pages like before but it's going to be having some good information in it and and sam gore and uh john sure big john sure they sent me pictures today and a little bow and they're both going to be combined combining themselves to provide us musical entertainment you know sam has been down on new orleans and or other places, and Big John's got CDs and all that, and they're going to give us a musical treat. And I've been trying to get Jerry Frost to get his cello and join him up there. Now, would that be something to see? <laughs> Jerry Frost with his cello up there with these guys playing their guitar yeah. and all that. <laughs> I don't think he's going to do it. Okay. Remember That's Captain Frank it. Morgan? <laughs> he was a banjo player. Oh, he was good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyhow, that's about it uh, for me. Okay, thanks a lot. Dorothy? Uh, yes. What's coming we up? Have, we have coming up, uh, our next one is How to Become an Aviation Media Expert. 
followed by uh, our Eastern Music and History again, and this time it will be music, uh, a tribute to the music of the 70s with an eclectic artist group. Um, and then following that will be our regular uh, Eastern program, deregulation, how does it affect airlines. So we have a great lineup. It's listed on our website each and every week. So be sure to go to the website, www.ealradio.com, and uh, go there and see everything that we have posted. And you know there's lots of ways that you can write to any of your known friends that you have on there. We have a, a, a way of doing that. Just pull up their name and just jot in your little note, and you can reach them and get in touch all over again. We have lots of camaraderie that can keep going back and forth. I, too, want to mention that our main sponsor is Reaper, of course, and their name is posted on the website under our homepage sponsor tab, along with the many other members who have donated to our uh, Eastern Airline program. Uh, donations of $40 or more will entitle you to receive a signed copy of Neil's popular Eastern book, In Memories, Wings of Men Knee free with your donation. Please consider making donation as remember, it's the donations and sponsors that keep the radio show on the air. We feel our program is well known, providing and offering the Eastern family news and information as the radio voice of Eastern Airlines. Any correspondence and donations can be sent to Captain Neil Holland at the EAL Radio Show, 776 San Jose Boulevard, Suite 12 B in Jacksonville, Florida, 32257. Our next program, as I said, will be the How to Become an Aviation. So please join us, and we'd love to have you. Uh, you can get on the air and talk to us at any time. Back to you, Neil. Okay, that's 9776 San Jose Boulevard. Right. Uh, 9776. As a matter of fact, I had a hard time learning that from the old address that we had in Ponte Vedra uh, at the uh, office there. But uh, uh, we have a nice okay, uh, little small right. office, and, and yeah. it's got everything we need for right. our radio show there. My so, nine cut uh, off, so I see what you're saying. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, we certainly enjoy all of our listeners for listening in and and uh, it's great to see that we have so many people around the world uh, listening. I should say countries because I don't know how many people in that country actually listen, probably just one person. But I see on my stat map of the world all of those countries that listen in every week. So we are getting out there, and uh, that's why I think it might be a good idea for the uh, new Eastern 3.0 to uh, come on the show and talk a little bit about their plans that Mark has been giving us uh, every week. So let's put the airplane on the ground now. It's time for me to go and eat my pot roast that <laughs> I still smell from from this room. And I made it. It's been cooking all day long, eight hours. So here we go.
Johnson. Be sure to tune in next Monday, March 16th, when America's favorite way to fly returns to the cyberway. Learn how to become an aviation expert. You might even be able to make some money at it. Um, hopefully, perhaps even more than the hosts do here on the EAL radio show. They keep telling us the checks are in the mail. Well, hey, um, it's been over nine years now. Our producer is telling me it's time to say goodbye. Chuck Albright signing off on behalf of our host, Darcy, Don, Jim Holder, Harry Holder, Mike Scott, Colleen the Fleet, and our producer, Neil Holland, playing sign-off music by Merle Haggard, Silver Wing. Don't take that airplane ride, but you locked me out of your mind. Left me standing here behind Silver Wings Good night, Eastern family and friends from around the world And good night, Eastern Airlines, wherever you are We love you, Eastern Great show, guys We love you Love you, Eastern Good night Good night, Eastern We love you, Eastern Everybody Good night. Silver wings slowly fading out of Taking you away and leaving me lonely, silver wings, slowly fading out of sight. Slowly fading out of sight. Good night, guys. Good night, guys.